Hello everyone, you're listening to the Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today I am joined by Mr Kunal Kishore Dhawan. He is the co-founder of Navya Life Care. Hi Kunal, welcome to the show. Hi Anurag, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be hosting you on the show today Kunal. Uh so you've had a long uh you know uh, professional journey in healthcare and in the healthcare industry. So why don't you tell our audience about your journey so far? Yeah sure uh Anurag so uh basically if you start from my education i've always been uh, i brought i've been brought up in a environment of life sciences in a way my grandmother is the one who sort of mm-hmm. uh, inspired me to get into biology as a as a subject uh, she was herself a biology teacher and uh, since i was spending most of my uh, growing up time in her care it just turned out that she mm-hmm. pushed me towards uh, uh learning more about how the human body functions and and life sciences as such i was fascinated by animals and fascinated by uh by the natural world in a way so getting into healthcare and life sciences was sort of a very organic uh thing for for me uh but uh, unlike other people who were also interested in these things i did not want to become a doctor I actually wanted to go into pure okay. sciences and that's why after school I uh, did my bachelor's in biochemistry from University of Delhi mm-hmm. um but while I was working while I was studying uh, for in my bachelor's I kind of got out of the whole uh, pure science research environment um mm-hmm. it it just seemed that I was not really cut out for it so I went more into the uh, business side of Uh, of lines and life sciences and healthcare uh, which was uh, culminated basically by my doing my masters uh, from carnegie mellon in the area of biotechnology and management okay so it was like a hybrid program between life sciences studies as well as management once i graduated from uh, carnegie mellon in the us i actually decided to come back to india okay and uh, and work here in a pharmaceutical company um, but it so turned out that the pharma company that i was working with uh, had uh, their headquarters in germany so they asked me to move to germany and work there for a few mm-hmm. years um through my i spent almost about 4 years working for this company uh, in in various geographies so india jo- germany and even in the us and towards the end of 2015 was when i basically uh, quit my job and uh, decided to start navya Oh okay and what was the inspiration behind the venture Uh well you know like any person who's living in a family with elderly people mm-hmm. you kind of uh, uh, you kind of realize that you know health is 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 uh, is a core focus um for every middle class family there is um you know we have my my grandmother for example is a chronic disease patient my my father has uh, chronic hypertension my mother also suffers from things and um, my, even my wife for example has to visit doctors regularly so it was very very personal for me uh, to start something in the healthcare space 
uh, which was obviously coupled by my personal experience, my my professional experience as well. Right. Uh, in the healthcare and life sciences industry, so a combination of both personal and professional issues uh, kind of drove me uh, forward in the uh, in uh, in building something in the healthcare space. So, so tell us more about Navia. What sort of uh, you know products or services are uh, you providing right now? What are the current operations for the business? Sure. Uh, so, Navia basically, or Navia Life Care—that's the full name of the company—is is a digital health company that is building platforms um, that facilitate the flow of information uh, and between the stakeholders, different stakeholders of the entire healthcare ecosystem. And basically, an ally, uh, in aiding in decision making, mm. in better decision making across the ecosystem. So let me give you an example. Uh, as a as a patient, when you go visit a doctor, mm-hmm. uh, the doctor writes a prescription, and in the prescription, he'll uh, he or she will prescribe you certain medicines. He'll probably uh, note down some ailments that you have, and uh, they'll give you some idea of what diagnostic tests you need to do any procedure or 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 surgery if you require for example yeah and they'll give you some uh, instructions of how to how to better treat your your uh, you know your treatment now this information is basically condensed in the form of a one single paper mm-hmm. that you call your prescription yeah right um now a lot of people who have chronic diseases which basically means people who have uh, diseases that span a long period of time for example, diabetes or hypertension or, 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 you know, people with chronic kidney disease or example, uh, for example, um, they, these people have to go and visit doctors on a very regular basis. True. Yeah. Um, and every time they go, they get this piece of paper that is happen- that is containing all their instructions. Uh, as you keep going to these doctors, the pile of papers keeps on increasing. Yeah, right. So true. And the information that is contained in these papers are very important for you to take care of your treatment or you take care of your health. Now, the flow of this information is basically happening through this piece of paper. Yeah. Now, this paper, uh, this paper is the same paper that you will take to your pharmacy to purchase those medicines. It's the same paper that you will take to your uh, diagnostic lab to to order a test, or you will take to the hospital. If you need a surgery or a procedure or so, or so on and so forth, so this flow of information is extremely manual. It is not seamless. It requires your intervention. It requires the doctor to be present. It requires a lot of uh, stakeholders to be taking care of this single piece of paper. Yeah. Now Navia, as a as a as an organization, is attempting to digitize this entire value chain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so by digitizing or making this entire value chain electronic. In nature, we are aiding in the flow of information across this healthcare ecosystem. Once you have a digital uh, information source, a lot of things downstream can be streamlined. Mm -hmm. For example, if a doctor writes a prescription, automatically the prescription can be sent to the pharmacy via, for example, WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. Right? It's a digital prescription, it can be sent by WhatsApp. Or uh, the Instructions from the information can be synchronized with your with the patient's mobile phone, and every morning the patient's mobile phone rings and tells them you have to take this medicine medicine at this at this at this time. Now that's a that's an automatic thing that has happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Similarly, your insurance um, is automatically can be covered by 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 this seamless information. The pharma company that is manufacturing these drugs also gets to understand 
how are their drugs being used who are using their drugs where are they being used more so you know by digitizing this this single piece of information that is being condensed on this piece of paper you are able to perform uh, or give benefit to a lot of downstream players and that is exactly what nave is trying to do hmm. interesting and uh, especially uh, you know during the whole uh, covid scenario that we have right now in front of us uh, i'm sure uh, the hmm. uh, you know the importance of uh, contactless prescription is much needed right now and nobody wants to have these many touch points you know across this whole uh, uh, medical institution chain that we can talk about you know right from uh, visiting the doctor till you know going and getting your uh, me- uh, you know medicines from the store the whole uh, i guess the whole uh, process chain uh, needs to be digitized and uh this is what uh, is interesting so uh my next question to you kunal is uh, what sort of changes uh, have you seen uh, pre covid and now in the current scenario yes especially in the whole infrastructure uh, for medical institutions so uh you know uh, the biggest change that has come across by before and after covid is a mindset uh, change not only in uh, the patients but also other parties involved like uh, like governments hospitals uh, you know insurance players mm-hmm. and so on everybody is kind of understand need for digital healthcare and understand need for having a regulated environment under which a digital health can be uh, can be promoted yeah for example when the lockdown first happened in march uh, it took about 10 days for the government to actually come up with any medicine because they understood that the, there was a need for uh, see there are pla- there were platforms they were already giving telemedicine and and video consultations and virtual consultations uh, as part of their uh, core offerings uh, to to patients and doctors but it wasn't a very regulated environment there were there were not any uh, there, there weren't any guidelines or 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 rules uh, with which they operated so there was always a chance of things going wrong but within 10 days of the of the uh, of the lockdown being announced there was a uh, there were a specific guidelines published by the uh, by by the um, you know uh, government uh, to promote the use of digital uh, of digital and, and telemedicine specifically mm-hmm. in the during the covid time and and that is this is the kind of mindset shift that was seen across the board even for us for example right uh, the number of doctors the number of hospitals the number of patients who readily accepted digital healthcare was astounding just to give you like a uh, a quick snapshot of what uh, th- when i make the statement it is it is based on serious serious fact um for example the num- uh, we uh, the number of doctors who enrolled in our platform um pre and post covid grew by almost 20 times wow okay uh, during the during this time so there was a clear need that they saw and we were able to fulfill the same hmm. the number of patient interactions uh, that we were able to fulfill, uh, we were able to facilitate using our platform over the over the 6 months of lockdown if you want to call it that from say april to october uh, or april to september was almost about 30 35 times hmm. the uh, the number of interactions that were pre covid and the post covid is also very very similar a very a, lo- a large 
proportion of doctors who enrolled onto the platform during COVID ended up staying there. We have very, very high retention. Doctors understood that uh, once, it's like, you know, uh, yeah. you understand, you get a taste of digital and then it sort of attracts you and keeps you there. True. So that is something that is being clearly seen across the board. And I'm sure with this whole, uh, you know, especially last year when uh, doctors, like in the initial days when they had no clue what to do, they were really tired and they were overworked all the doctors and every everyone in the medical staff so i'm sure uh, with the whole um, presence of this uh, these kind of digital uh, software and platforms uh, there would have been some sort of a, a you know breath of uh, relief that you know at least there's something that can manage things for them otherwise uh, especially uh, last year i have seen in a couple of hospitals like we faced uh, a couple of issues when we had to get in touch with the doctors and nobody was available because uh, they weren't uh, taking any um, you know opd patients so generally it was over the call and everything was managed either on a whatsapp call or on a whatsapp chat uh, so how how does uh, navia care uh, ensures the privacy because you spoke about that so wanted to get in uh, more detail as to how does navia care uh, ensures the privacy and confidentiality of their uh, you know patient's data on on your platform uh, so basically you know there are a couple of things that you touched upon in your in your statement uh, one of them was around the fact that there is a clear need that the doctors uh, see uh, for digital and that is absolutely true not only do, do the doctors see the need but i think uh, the government etc has also started seeing the need for digital and testament to that fact is the ndhm project that was announced in august of mm-hmm. last year of 2020 uh, which basically seeks to provide a digital health id to every citizen of india yeah now that is uh, that is something that is going to revolutionize healthcare uh, in a, uh, and and be a huge boost to company uh, st- startups and companies like ours um doctors are also fa- uh, you know getting are are seeing the benefit of of being a part of this kind of uh, an exercise because um, they they understand that you know uh, keeping digital health records and getting access to patients record at the at their fingertips and not having to rely on the fact that patients bring in their own own prescription when they come in mm-hmm. is a huge benefit in, 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 when it comes to diagnosing patients. Yeah, a complete medical history, a complete medical record of a patient is essential to provide to providing a um, a, a good treatment protocol. Um, so consent and uh, consent and privacy become extremely important in in this kind of a scenario. Mm. Uh, even for us, for example. Privacy and and consent are sort of uh, cornerstones around which our product also has been built. Uh, there is a consent manager uh, that that is inbuilt into the product. Okay. When a when a patient uh, uh, books an appointment with the with the doctor, he or she gives explicit consent for the doctor to be able to see their record, okay. and they can withdraw this consent at any time that they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly. And the interaction between the doctor and the patient is never recorded. For example, we keep a, we keep records that the that the patient has interacted with the doctor, but the interaction per se is not recorded. Okay. So there is a there is a clear element of privacy that comes in uh, during a video consultation. Mm-hmm. Now regarding uh, records or record keeping or prescriptions etc that are generated through our platform, 
they are all uh, stored on highly server uh, highly encrypted servers uh, both from front end back end so we take exceptional care in ensuring that um, uh, the uh, interactions are encrypted there is no flow of documentation that is on an encrypted method uh, you know uh, servers uh, patients and doctors can uh, do not interact on public platform it is only through our platform and uh, any uh, there is otp verification and uh, and uh, identity verification happening at almost every step so we we take exceptional care when it comes to protecting pa- uh, patients interest okay okay interesting and uh, you know you spoke about uh, the the problem uh, for chronic disease patients where they have to regularly visit a doctor and uh, get prescriptions get medicines so how does the navia life care system works like for example if uh, let's say you know somebody has to visit a doctor almost every week so does the does uh, hmm. do they get different prescriptions for each or there's a concatenation which happens within the same prescription so that's a very interesting question uh, uh, actually let me in order to answer that i'll have to give you a brief background about how mm-hmm. how the system kind of works sure. and why uh, why we have built it in a way mm-hmm. in a way that we have uh, so the the uh, navel healthcare has built a platform called the navya connected care platform okay. right mm-hmm. uh, as as the name suggests it's basically connecting the uh, the different stakeholders in the care continuum continuum of care hmm. essentially hmm. when i say what you mean by continuum care is basically that the patient is moving from one stakeholder to another receiving care at every point okay and even when he is out of the out of a hospital system for example he is still getting the care that he needs uh, this care can be in the form of medications this care can be in the form of a home health Uh, it can be in the form of just rehabilitation or exercises or whatever fitness for example they are all continuum of care elements okay okay uh, so what navya does is basically it provides this platform that is based on the needs of the stakeholder so the the uh, the platform is in front of the doctor who is the key decision maker of the ecosystem right, right. if you uh, if you take the indian healthcare ecosystem in general you realize that all the decisions every uh, every kind of every instruction is actually flowing through the doctor yeah is the doctor dis- decides uh, which uh, uh, the doctor decides which drug to be prescribed the doctor decides um, uh, uh, the doctor decides what procedure to be prescribed the doctor decides when to come back when the when the patient should get a vaccination for example yeah the doctor decides pretty much every single thing in the do- in the patient treatment so uh building something that a, that the doctor can use easily is sort of big, is a centerpiece for the entire navya ecosystem yeah yeah okay mm. so we use these uh, state of the art technology tools like voice to voice recognition and hand writing recognition to make this process for doctors very very easy right from managing their uh, registering their patients and managing their patient profiles to writing prescriptions to conducting video calls to conducting physical opd examinations to being able to view reports and and records using mobile for example they're all being done in a very very simple and easy to use format mm-hmm. right so once the uh, doctor is sort of immersed in the ecosystem then we are able to provide the patient with the with the necessary engagement tools 
that helps them manage the chronic disease in a in a much easier format hmm. for example when a doctor will write a uh, will write a prescription he'll probably he'll use either our voice recognition or he'll write handwriting recognition or he'll use our clinical decision support to write a digital prescription for the for the patient the patient receives it via whatsapp or through uh, sms uh, in an in, in a in an encrypted link which the patient can download and keep okay at the same time the 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 same record is also available for the doctor to see when the patient is coming back for the second follow up during the second follow up the doctor may choose to just simply add a few elements to the same prescription he doesn't necessarily have to write a fresh prescription every time okay right he just he or she just writes a few more elements and prints it out again or saved saves it as a uh, like you said a concatenation of the same record mm-hmm. right a, a continuation of the same record yeah essentially mm-hmm. so that's how we kind of ensure continuity of care and what happens in a scenario where the patient uh, changes a doctor and the other doctor the new doctor yeah. is not on navya then what is uh, mm-hmm. how does that work right so like i said you know there is a uh, it's all about the patient being the owner of the data mm-hmm. uh, of his own record so we have a patient facing application called navya health manager okay where the patient has access to their records at any point in time mm. um if say the patient moves to a uh, to a doctor where uh, the who the doctor is not on navya platform he or she can still share um their case summaries and their records using the navya health manager directly with their with their doctor mm-hmm. so they can uh, they can communicate they can even i mean what we usually ask for is the patient to just recommend that the doctor also comes on to the navya platform it's a very easy onboarding process and as soon as he comes on board he can simply link with that patient the patient can give access to their record and everything is available but even if the doctor is not on the platform he or she can still see the patient's record using the navya health manager app okay all right all right interesting because i i can like really see the uh, real life use case for this app because like especially at my home also my so my dad is diabetic so uh, you know he okay. he needs to manage and keep check on his health and always consult the doctor mm. uh, on a regular basis and sometimes what happens is you know they'll ask you some uh, historic questions and uh, <laughs> right. they'll ask you some prescription which happened back in 2018 you know Uh, some life event that happened in 2018 and sometimes you know it's really difficult to manage those files like i i've seen his <laughs> files it's like piled up for like a three or four big file piles uh, on in the drawer mm-hmm. so uh, i guess this is a, yeah. a, a really good uh, use case where uh, at least you know all the historic data is preserved and whatever yes. has been um, uh, prescribed or uh, you know any any surgeries any sort of medication which happened throughout the journey of the patient is managed um that is hmm. interesting but how is this like because i i i also saw recently that um, uh, max uh, has a, a a platform an online platform where they also keep prescriptions of the patients and fortis yeah. has also started i guess how how is yeah. navia different from uh, like just if i if i just have to talk about the prescription point of view not the voice and not hmm. the hand handwriting recognition part but uh, mm-hmm. just for uh, patient or data management how is navia uh, different yeah sure so uh, you know one of the things that you will uh, you will see very categorically is that um, a max health uh, a max app which has access to their records or a apollo app that has access to the records will will 
only be restricted to the records that are being generated through a Mac or Apple, hmm. respectively. Yeah. Right. But for a for a Navia app, that is never a restriction. Right. Hmm. We do not restrict them. Restrict the patient to uh, stay within one provider. A patient can move from one hospital to another, or one from one doctor to another, hmm. and have access to their records, uh, no matter who they go to. Right. Right. Hmm. And that is that is another key thing. The other uh, key point. Is that like I said, uh, NDHM uh, with NDHM coming in, mm-hmm. a lot of these uh, a lot of these platforms will become interoperable. Okay, which basically means that the patient's record can freely move from one platform to another without loss of data. Mm. Okay, um, and that's why and that's where Navia is going to really stand out because we are very very close to NDHM compliance. Okay, uh, we are in fact one of the first few companies in the in the country. To become NDHM compliant. All right, and what so what are, are the uh, what to, are the uh, major uh, points to consider when you have to be a NDHM compliant company? So there is a there is a complete checklist. Mm-hmm. There are milestones that uh, that we need to uh, change or things that we need to change in our backend in our in our system. Okay, uh, we need to. Uh, uh, it was a good thing for us that we already had a consent manager in place, mm-hmm. which is one of the cornerstones of building the NDHM platform. Okay. It's a good thing that we already had doctors who were uh, using digital platforms and who were creating digital IDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every patient will get their unique digital health ID. So we were already creating health ID. So a lot of the uh, things that are in the NDHM uh, uh, requirement checklist were already done for uh, for us internally as well. So for us to move to that, it was a very very uh, slightly easier, mm-hmm. um, you know, easier than probably others. Um, having said that, I think uh, it it definitely ca- creates a, a need here that um, NDHM compliance is obviously important from a uh, from a doctor perspective. But also, uh, I think one of the key USPs of uh, of the platform of Navya is the fact that we fo- we focused a lot on ease of use, mm. um, and that actually goes a long way. Uh, so when we even if we build something for patients or we build something for doctors. It's all about ease of use. Uh, the easier we make it for the doctors to use it, mm-hmm. the more uh, applicable it becomes going into the future. And in DHM, compliance is just one part of it. Right, right. Yeah, because even I was looking at the website right now, I could see, you know, one of their mm-hmm. uh, uh, main uh, digital, uh, uh, you know, building blocks that they have uh, mentioned are, you know, health IDs and digital doctors, mm-hmm. your, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the facility registry system where you can have your personal yeah. data and all that. So how do you how do you see this getting implemented in India, like from from a private company point of view? How do you see hmm. this whole uh, NDHM being uh, implemented in India in the next, you know, whatever years they are planning to do it? So I think what is happening right now is are certain pilots being run in union territory. Okay. Uh, yeah. So certain doctors and certain facilities, certain health facilities, which are primarily based in union territories, like Dadra and Nagar Haveli and Daman and Diu or Puducherry or even Chandigarh, for example, mm-hmm. uh, they're all undergoing pilots okay. to basically, these are all teething, uh, this is, it's a teething phase for, for NDHM, where they're ironing out some kinks before they start rolling it out to the state. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, uh, if they have to roll out in a state like Maharashtra, or if they want to roll out in a state like Uttar Pradesh, there are a lot of, uh, you know, things that they need to consider yeah. before they can roll out in such a populous environment. Uh, UTs are smaller, easier to work with. So, 
it it'll all depend on how the pilots kind of roll out but i from what i understand the next 3 months are going to be crucial in understanding these pilots and are uh, getting some learnings out of these mm-hmm. uh once once the 3 month pilots or uh, or 3 4 month pilots are done then probably uh, it's going to be rolled out in certain other smaller states probably first and then going into the more populous ones as they go along uh that is the that is the understanding that that I, that i have and what about the challenges apart from being compliant uh, do you see any sort of a, mm-hmm. a challenge with uh, you know integration with and dhm yeah dhm is not uh, not going to be easy for sure mm-hmm. uh, i mean it's it's not something it's not a silver bullet it's not going going to solve issues uh, one of the key you know one of the key learnings that we've had over the last 4 uh, years of existence is the fact that uh, user experience and ease of use are co- are critical building blocks for adoption of a platform till the time your platform is not uh, very very easy to use getting a you know historically tech not so savvy population like doctors to use it is going to be a huge challenge yeah um doctor and without the doctors buy in it is unlikely that any healthcare platform or any kind of healthcare initiative in the indian healthcare ecosystem will succeed it's highly unlikely true that so we have to keep in mind that the ease of use or the ability for the doctors to tra- uh, to uh, basically be a part of it seamlessly um becomes a very very critical thing on on day one itself yeah and that is what we've also done so we've tried to keep the doctor in the center of the entire navya ecosystem uh build things according to the way they want to see things and the way they interact with their patients and the way they run about on their daily life and then everything kind of falls uh falls automatically in place true true so as long as ndhm guys or, or the team that is running the ndhm program keeps in mind that it's the do- getting the doctors on board and getting the doctors interests uh to be prime to be foremost Uh, i think everything that then that'll change uh, put the things into uh, in the right direction and the and the hospitals need to uh, align themselves as well you know uh, and i and i yes. really feel that uh, instead of having uh, separate softwares for each of the hospitals you know they paying somebody to make their own softwares and at the end of the day uh, you are creating more problems for the patient like you rightly said for any patient let's say who is um, for example uh, getting treated at max now if he needs to go mm. to a fortis right or a medanta mm. for that particular patient it becomes a hassle because then he'll have to download those files again keep it with himself go to yeah. fortis or medanta give them those files they may or may and this is one one uh, major issue again you know sometimes you go to a different doctor the doctor will say oh you know i don't uh, i don't trust that report we'll do this uh, test again here and then uh, yeah. you know they'll they'll make you do the tests again so how do you feel uh, this thing is going to get uh, resolved uh, in the future so the fact is that this entire platform is going to be interoperable right mm. which basically means that records from one facility to go, can go to another without any hassle mm. the patient just needs it is all linked to one digital id so as long as the patient puts in the digital id he or she can see their records at any point in time mm. they can also give consent to the hospital or to a healthcare provider to also see the records at at that time yeah so and it's a timed consent uh, uh principle principle of timed consent mm. 
right? Which basically means that I will allow you to see my record for X amount of time. Yeah. Hmm. So as long as soon as that comes in, as soon as that ability to give consent and be able to give access at at the fingertips comes in, things will automatically uh, fall into place, and this whole uh, the issues that you mentioned will be solved pretty much automatically. Hmm. No, well said, uh, well said, Kunal. So with that, Kunal, uh, we would like to wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much for being on the Socially Desi Show. It has been a pleasure hosting you today. Thanks, Anurag, for having me. So that wraps it up for today, folks. If you liked the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends, and let's go viral. Remember, our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship, and health and fitness. We would love to have Kunal on our show again in the future to discuss some more about the healthcare industry in India. So, if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at socialidesi.com. And as always, before I sign off, remember, life is black and white and everything in between.